Hello and welcome to SWAT Radio with Doug McCary of His Light Ministries. So happy you are listening today. I am Taylor Johnson, and if you'd like to join our discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT, or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask, A-S-K, at SWATradio.com. Well, today is Thursday. Generally, Thursdays we have our uh, interview day, but that is getting flipped with Friday. So to, today, Friday, we are going to review the text of uh, Acts chapter 8, verses 1 through 8, and also kind of have a free-flowing discussion that we hope that you will uh, join us uh, in and kind of just let us know what's on your mind. Again, that number is 1-844-777-7928, 1-844-777-SWAT, or as I said, you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask, A-S-K, at SWATradio.com. Well, Taylor, it is Thursday. And uh, today, the CDC quietly removed school guidance for eliminating masks, mm. which was they were looking at, and rolling back COVID nineteen prevention efforts. So they're no longer outlining they're they're no longer outlining ways schools can roll back the pr- protocols. <clears throat> and one advocate said, "Well, this." is looking more and more like it's going to be masked indefinitely in schools with no off-ramps. That's disappointing because the schools are going to hold to the CDC. And, I mean, again, thank goodness we live in Florida. Sorry to the folks in Mississippi and Virginia. Listen, although Mississippi has a pretty good governor, I think. Uh, I was talking to my brother last night. My brother David drove into town and – he uh, and I were talking about uh, that governor, who seems to be a pretty, mm. pretty conservative guy as far as those things go. But uh, it, it, one of the statements made was how much they lean on uh, teachers' unions, which is no surprise. Wait, wait, how much the teachers' union leans on y- the y- CDC? Y- yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. That, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. I re- I stated <laughs> it wrongly, but uh, so. Um, and by the way, uh, yeah, like you said, most of Florida, uh, great, although there are a few counties, including uh, Duval County, which does require uh, or which do require uh, children to wear masks. Uh, Duval County right now it's for three months, but uh, I'm guessing with this coming that they might uh, change that for the rest of the year. Yeah, who knows about that? You know, if you're just tuning in, um, uh, SWAT radio is a daily radio broadcast. And usually Monday through Friday, or I'm sorry, Monday through Wednesday, we kind of, we recap what was taught in the local SWAT Bible study. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. There's five Bible studies that go on for men. There's one for women, SWAT for women. And uh, on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, we kind of recant what is taught in those men's studies. Uh, my wife, Lori is teaching SWAT for women every Wednesday at 10 AM. They had a good group last week. And, uh, one of the ladies just heard about it on the radio. So if you're listening, you live in the Jacksonville area and you want to come in to the SWAT for women and you are a woman, that is your pronoun. That's what you use. (laughs) Just joking. Uh, you are welcome to come. Um, 
I did see yesterday, I meant to bring this up yesterday, that there's colleges, Penn University of Pennsylvania, I think, is one of them, uh, and a couple others that are threatening students that do not use proper pronouns Mm -hmm. with disciplinary action. It's coming. It's coming. We, we've seen it happen to school administrators, and so what do you do with that? Uh, one, one guy said, well, what do you do? I mean, like, do you use it to be loving? Is it loving to, uh, to reinforce uh, gender dysphoria, which is really a problem? It's not, that's, that's not a healthy thing for anybody. W- would you reinforce if somebody said, you know what, I'm a dragon, I'm a dragon, and I really want you to refer to me as a dragon, not as a human. Uh, you wouldn't do that. Why? You would say, well, that's crazy. But yet, somehow or another, we've come to the place as a culture where people can say, well, I'm really not a man. Um, I'm a woman, even though I am. I was born biologically a man, even though my DNA is a man, and even though uh, anatomically I'm a man. Yeah, and, you know, to dictate your speech like for them to dictate your speech uh that's not a you know that's a hostile uh action really not obviously physically but that is them trying to get you to take on their uh view of the world and parrot it back as well it's it's making their reality yours which that's not real reality i mean they're just they're taking an arbitrary stand on an issue uh, that that wouldn't apply in any other realm. It wouldn't apply in the financial realm. It wouldn't apply uh, in the business world. I mean, you can't just start uh, arbitrarily picking your reality and saying, okay, everybody has to abide by this, except now the LGBTQI, RST, UV, all the letters that are included with that have pretty much pressured uh, different organizations within the government different politicians so that now that's pretty much the platform of the democratic party and president biden at the un the other day advocated for protecting those kind of rights on a par with your ethnic uh or you know what uh gender you're born Uh, not what gender you proclaim but what gender you're born because you have no control over the gender you're born. You have no control over the ethnic background um, that you are. Uh, um, and, you know, trying to compel speech, there's a reason that they're doing that. How you, What you say um, affects how you think. You know, there's, uh, uh, there was a book that my dad had me read by a Christian back in the day called Expecting to Win. Bill Glass, he was a you know, NFL I, I player. I remember Bill Glass. Yeah. yeah, and you're talking about, you know, talking the how your self-talk is how that affects how you think about yourself and how then you behave so if you know to speak out loud um that that there's a reason that they are trying to compel that um again i would say that it is a ideological battle that they're attempting to bring to a head and force you to submit to their way of thinking and and so it's not an act of uh love it's not loving just to submit to that especially if it's um something that's being compelled Right. If they're coming up and saying, hey, this is you have to call me this. Right. Comes yeah. Like if, if someone comes up to you to your face and says, uh, I go by he him or <laughs> she her or they them and expect you that you would have to call them that and then get mad at you if you don't 
or even if, you know, let's say somebody thinks it's a loving thing to do and they slip up and then the person snaps on them, you know, because mm-hmm. you talk to the reality of it. Like that is not in any way to, to not follow that, to not allow them to dictate your life that way. That's that's not unloving to do that. You know what I mean? And so it's not unloving to speak the truth. Yeah. If somebody's going down a road that's dangerous and bad, uh, we used to think that not following God was bad. We used to think that going against God's design was bad. Uh, now it's just like it's a personal choice. It doesn't matter if it's uh, killing a baby or what. It's your personal choice. And we've redefined terms. It's no longer called adultery. Uh, it's called an indiscretion. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know uh-huh. what I'm saying? Um, you know, it's no longer called, uh, um, you know, a strip bar. It's called a gentleman's club. That just sounds nicer, right? Mm-hmm. Gentleman's club, that used to be like a legitimate thing. That wasn't like <laughs> a strip club. That used to be like, you know, men would go. You don't want to tell you know. Ari you're going to a gentleman's club. <laughs> Not anymore. Yeah, but in like the 20s, like that would have just been like, oh, he's going to a social club to talk to his friends and play cards or something. You know what I mean? But now it's. <laughs> Is that, and you're right, it, it sounds much uh, more gentle than what it really is. Yeah, uh, well, um, so anyway, Point Park University Office of Equity and Inclusion at Pennsylvania, University of, in Pennsylvania, this uh, Point Park University uh, notified all incoming students of its misgendering, pronoun misuse, and dead naming policy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you can't make this up. It's stated that any individual who's been informed of another person's gender, identity, pronouns, or chosen name is expected to respect that individual. It said action could be taken if a complaint is filed. And, I, <laughs> that's just crazy, isn't and, it? Yeah, and it's really nonsensical because some of these people, uh, they'll change it on a day, you know, every other day or whatever, if they're, say, they're non-binary, so they change their pronouns every day. Or some people go by, I go by he, they. What what kind of sense does that make, right? And you expect someone to understand that and to parrot that back out to them because they say what? Oh, it'll cause harm to someone else uh, to hear them be themselves being dead named. But if we've become such a soft class of people that that words are hurting us like that, I'm not saying words don't have an effect, but um, there's no resilience in most of our culture and it shows and that's why people feel like they have to protect the emotional the fragile emotional you know state of well others. the fragile emotional whims of others that's how it's the fact that i you know i want you to refer to me as this and you know i was talking with a friend the other day about just the last two years and how divisive we've been and all the stuff going on and you know <laughs> this is just crazy our world is crazy i mean you got people pouring into the southern border like uh it's disney world and yes it's where people are making other people feel like they're unloving to not want to have that happen but if you've never been in one of those places if you've never been in a camp like that and you don't understand that these people who lived in that city just had this thrust upon them 
uh, without any forethought. It was just kind of a bad policy choice. And yes, you're beloved, but that doesn't mean you just accept that as a status quo. You got to you got to take some actions to make sure that people are cared for. That's what the government is supposed to do. Yeah, and part of that is to make sure that people know that you don't come unless you come the correct way, right? Yeah. Um, we are up against the break. We will be back with more after the break. You are listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And if you are just joining us, we were talking in the first segment about um, the the schools, the universities that are now implementing uh, penalties to students who dead name or misgender others. And, you know, you might think, oh, wow, that's, uh, you know, those crazy leftist universities, they do that anyway. But remember, uh, you know, critical race theory, that type of uh, stuff that came into the the university system back in the nineties got defeated. Um, but then it re- reappeared, excuse me, uh, you know, in the early two, two, 2010s and really came into prominence in 2015 on campuses and what to 20, by 2020, it was all over the, uh, the workplace and stuff like that. So what you see, uh, happening on the university campuses, that's going to have an effect in the world moving forward unless people do something, uh, to combat it. So what you see there with the, the, uh, um, dead naming and the misgendering uh, penalties. Uh, you you might see that in you know a few years here out in just the uh, the workplace. I mean, we already have hate speech laws and stuff like that. So uh, that's something to be aware of and start to think of ways to maybe win back ground in that. Well, regard. They, yeah, they 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 may even have a position on the in, in the city of Jacksonville to police that just like they have the new resilient resiliency position. Do you know about that position? No. Here? Okay. Yeah. In Jacksonville. Okay. So in Jacksonville, I wasn't even uh, aware of this till the other day. Uh, and, and this may be coming to a city near you. Uh, yeah. if you're in Mississippi or Virginia, or it may be already be in Virginia. Um, but anyway, uh, I, I was just looking at the news. They had a press conference 
And it was the resiliency officer. I'm going, okay, what's the resiliency officer? What is that? You have any idea what that is? Mm, So it's one Jacksonville was apparently one of the few cities in the state that didn't have one. Uh, And so mayor Curry picked one and it's, the position is charged with helping the city prepare for the impact of climate change. Oh, <laughs> I'm not, I kid you not. I kid you not that it, listen, uh, I mean, th- folks, this, this is, it's crazy. And that person gets paid by taxpayer money. Yes. <laughs> uh, there's a, we, we have a, um, chief, resiliency officer in Jacksonville. So folks, you can sleep well tonight. You can rest easy. When climate change hits Jacksonville, we're going to be prepared for its impact. <laughs> I'm being facetious there. Um anyway, man, I I, I just I I I don't know. Does you I, know, I I don't know what that person does. Uh they they they're going to report to the director of planning and development, but Usually what that means is regulations and and Mm -hmm. different things that are going to impact you personally here. If your city doesn't have one in Meridian or up in Virginia Beach or in Folkestone, Georgia, or down in St. Augustine, you may get one coming. But um, anyway, uh, it's it's supposed to address extreme weather, crime, and sea level rise that are all the result of climate change. Well, you know, I'm not really surprised Jacksonville has that with our Democrat mayor, you know. Um, so it's not, <laughs> not a big surprise there. Well, here, here's the thing, okay. Uh, I got news for you that the world is going to experience a cataclysmic event called the wrath of God when fire consumes the whole world. And no resiliency officer... <laughs> Uh, no uh, government program is going to prevent that. And I, and I hear all the, the tree huggers out there right now going, whoa, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. You know, we're supposed to be good, good stewards. We are. But we've been given dominion over the earth. So that means if we want to cut down trees to make shelters or for practical things that we can do, we can do that. Yeah, and- uh, that we can kill animals for food. Sorry, Peter. <laughs> you know, we can do that. And, and literally we have people making choices and putting things in place that are really, I, I just don't know why we, we allow that, but yeah. And you know, cause people, I think who are climate change activists, uh, you know, really they're, it's that's a front for leftist uh, political agenda because you can want to conserve, um, you know, and do right by uh, God's creation and not like you know toxic waste being dumped into <laughs> oceans or you know cutting down every tree for no reason or killing an animal and not using its meat. Right? You can yeah. like all those things and still say, "Hey, we can have a capitalist uh, society." Right? You can like all those things and still say, uh, no, we don't need to go to just electric cars uh, by the year 2030. You can like, you know, want to advocate all those things and not say, uh, yeah, we need only to live in suburbs and let, you know, the rest of the world go or excuse me, in cities and let the rest of the world go wild and back to nature. Right. You can 
want to see that you know you be a good steward of the earth without uh, falling for these uh, political traps. And really, that's what they are because that's that's a, that's a good word. It's a political trap for people. Is what it is. Yeah, I mean, because yeah, the the solutions that are offered um, are not. I would not say are super well thought out. Um, and you know, the looking at the problem, uh, the quote unquote problem of climate change is uh, is not sound science in a lot of the ways that it's done. Uh, that's not to say that you know the climate doesn't change, but you know when you're talking about uh, kind of some of the stuff that goes into it, eh, it's a little iffy in the way that they approach it. Well, in Revelation 16, it says, after the fourth angel poured out his bowl on the sun and it was allowed to scorch people with fire, they were scorched by the fierce heat and they cursed the name of God who had, who had power over these plagues and they still did not repent and give him glory. Um, Luke 2, 21, 11, there's going to be great earthquakes and famines and pestilence. There will be terrors and great signs from heaven. But Psalm 46 says, therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved in the heart of sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble. Um, You know, I just think that uh, it is, like you said, it's a political trap, but I just was struck by the fact that we have that here. Yeah, that's, you know, uh, I was being facetious by saying we have a Democrat mayor, even though some of the things that happen are that way. But there's a lot of people who uh, fall into you know, that and, you know, I think get caught in that trap. And really it's a, it's a bit of a hubris thing. I would say that go coincides with that to think that one, that we, that we can somehow control, you know, the climate and that, Oh, if we messed it up, we can make it better. And to think that, I don't know, that our impact uh, is that catastrophic is, you know, hubris and both really, I guess I'd say anti-human at the same time, if that makes sense. But, um, yeah, it's something I think that most people don't give a lot of thought to, uh, really, as far as what the solutions being offered are and what they'll really do um, if put into practice. Well, you know, uh, I, there there was one other news thing that um, that I just I, I I saw for our folks in Mississippi who are listening on WMER. So grateful for you guys listening there. It's probably going on in Virginia too. I wanted to remind people that tomorrow we're going to have guests we're going to have two guests tomorrow uh, we're going to have a local doctor who has been personally taking a stand uh pushing back against the vaccine mandates and and for the same reason that now in mississippi there are billboards that say stand up for medical freedom there's a doctor there named dr john witcher w-i-t-c-h-e-r and it says, stop the vaccine mandates. And, it, you know, there's this big debate about these mandates, not against the vaccine necessarily, but against the mandates. And here's what he says. This is a doctor who's been practicing there for years. Been over, over 30 years he's been practicing. He says, I have never in my 32 years of practicing medicine seen such a high rate of sudden heart attack, sudden stroke, neurological issues in patients who have never had a problem or risk factors associated with this. And I felt a need to do something more. And so he started putting these billboards up 
prompted the Board of Medical License uh, to adopt a medical misinformation policy that references doctors who are at risk of losing their license if they generate or spread COVID vaccine misinformation. And all he's trying to say is, you know, we just want to be able to talk about it because he says we've seen these adverse effects from the COVID vaccines and we're getting more and more alarmed and we just want to be able to talk about it and not be silenced, but we can't. And so he's standing up. This doctor we're going to have on tomorrow is doing the same thing. He's standing up and putting out there and we're going to talk tomorrow with him about some of these issues he's brought up and he's concerned about. I mean, he's so concerned that at his lunchtime, he's going out and he is uh, just on his own time uh, going out and protesting, spontaneous protests. That's, I ran into them last week, but he wants to talk about the fact that there's no long-term safety studies uh, about the vaccine, um, some, some things that we've heard Dr. Merritt say. But here's what's interesting about this Dr. Damar. He's somebody local. He's somebody who's witnessed some of the same things this doctor in Mississippi has witnessed. And he just wants to talk about it so people can make an informed choice, uh, something that the military guys are not being allowed to do. In fact, we talked about it yesterday. They're not only being forced out, they're being threatened with the other than honorable discharge, which is basically like being arrested. Mm. It's like having almost a felony on your record because they don't want to take this experimental mRNA vaccine. Uh, that's not a vaccine. It's just an mRNA drug. So um, anyway, if you want to talk about that, you want to call in, we'd love to uh, have you weigh in, talk about that. Talk about persecution. Um, some of the things we've been talking about this week about persecution and proclaiming. Why aren't? Why isn't the church proclaiming now? It's a great time to proclaim. Are we really being persecuted? Are we starting to be persecuted? Why are we not persecuted? Love to talk to you today. All right, so stick with us. We will be back with more after the news. We'd like to give a special thanks to our sponsors, A Store and Window, as well as a special thanks to our sponsors, Tom Neal Trucking, and a special thanks to Jeff Andrews of Highway to Eternity Ministries. If you would like to sponsor the program, please email us at Doug at SWATradio.com. That's Doug, D-O-U-G, at SWATradio.com. You are listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We will will be back with more after the news. Radio. That is Brandon Heath with Give Me Your Eyes. If you are just joining us, we're flipping it this uh, week. Thursday is going to be our kind of open forum Thursday. And tomorrow, Friday, we will be having uh, two guests on. So make sure you stay tuned for that. But if you would like to join our discussion today, we're talking again about a number of issues going on uh, in the news as well as persecution in the church that we looked at in Acts chapter 8, verses 8 
one through eight, excuse me. Um, and the number to call is one eight four four seven 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 nine two eight. Again, that's one eight four four triple seven SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask a s k at SWATradio.com. So, uh, just real quick, uh, going back to this uh, guy in Mississippi, uh, he he like this doctor here locally uh, have just they've just had enough and they they want the truth to be out there. So when we talk to this doctor tomorrow, he is going to be uh, talking about um, the, you know, his, his personal experience with uh, vaccines with what's been going on. And uh, he, he, by the way, is an OBGYN. Mm. So he'll be talking about some of the impacts on pregnant women or pregnancy. And in fact, uh, I'm going to ask him about the whole breastfeeding thing that you sent me about that baby. Oh, you said that you yeah. got blood clots from that. So yeah, someone sent that to my wife. I was like, what? yeah, uh, right. he's going to talk about the alternative therapies that we've talked about. Ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine. Um, but again, he is a, uh, very knowledgeable and read up on it and he's local. He's got, you know, at least four or five different stories. Um, the other guest we have tomorrow, is Pastor Ryan Jorgensen. Oh, Ryan's nice. a SWAT brother. Uh, he he is also a pastor of a new church, uh, new in the sense that uh, they they're just starting uh, their kickoff is October third, and uh, they are going to be meeting down at the um, Fruit Cove Middle School. Yep, you yeah. got that right. Fruit Cove Middle School. I went there for a year. You did. Yeah. Well, they're going to be meeting there, and like again, I said again, it's October third. Here's one something that's interesting, oh guys, that he uh, he shared on this little website. Do you know in the pandemic that Jacksonville has had a ten point eight percent gain in arrivals, ten percent during the pandemic? More people moving mm. to jacksonville it was second only to salt lake city wow isn't that crazy that. Yeah. well i mean uh yeah i think people are probably leaving from new york to come down to florida oh yeah from california i mean and then lenny curry had those uh billboards up in la telling people to come to uh, jacksonville so yeah. that's that is pretty crazy i didn't know that they, they were the the second highest only to salt lake city yeah. yep the second one and again they're meeting at fruit cove middle school ryan's going to be here he's been our guest before but we're going to have him on tomorrow talk about where they are uh vision for the church and uh what uh he senses god calling him to and uh yeah jacksonville was the second fastest growing metro during the pandemic that's just pretty wild yeah uh, i mean as evidenced by the uh the residential prices right like yeah. going up 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 here's what's crazy that he said that equals about ten thousand people moving into the area every year mm. Think about that. 10,000 people. And out of that, only one or two claim to be Christian. I'm sorry. Only one to two out of every 10. Oh, no, I was 000. about to say, what? Yeah, <laughs> only one to two out of every 10. So still 10%. Let's say 10%. Um, that leaves a lot of people that are not following Christ. Is that based off of statistically kind of the national average? I I think it's based on them doing research here. Oh, really? Yeah. 
So like going out, sending people actually asking questions. And so, uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, Ryan Jorgensen is going to be our guest as well as, uh, this OBGYN doctor that I'm looking forward to everybody talking to, you know, uh, this week, uh, Taylor, we have talked about persecution and when you think about persecution in the United States, it's, it's very different than in other countries. Uh, our persecution has tended to be more geared uh, to dealing with people who are pagans and secular who just want you to leave them alone or, or they want to push an agenda on you uh, and make you have to either directly endorse their lifestyle or choices or um, have some kind of indirect endorsement of it by what you're doing, being associated with it. And uh, the immediately comes to mind is um, the uh, baker out in uh, I think Washington. Was it was it Colorado? I'm pretty sure it's Colorado. I thought there was okay. I thought there was one in Washington too. Maybe maybe a fem- well, there was a lady in Washington who did weddings like pictures. Yeah, or was may- that maybe Minnesota or was I don't know. There's been a number of well, uh, but but things. those are really people who could choose to go someplace else, but they've gone into these Christian bakeries or Christian florists, and they've demanded um, them to do it there. And you reminded me earlier this week that you know during the pandemic there were people put in jail for singing mm-hmm. and stuff. Uh, now that wasn't the reason they were. Uh, I think they were considered a public nuisance or they violated some kind of mask mandate yeah they they, uh yeah they they violated the covid restrictions but yeah there was a few people who were arrested for that and then the baker is in colorado and uh you know he did win that case a few years ago but he is back Mm -hmm. now um in federal court because of uh discrimination laws this time as relates to uh transgenders so um that's another thing that you would see maybe as um, uh, soft, quote unquote, persecution that you just keep running somebody through the course until they financially can't afford to stay open anymore. Well, back in 2007, Christians faced harassment in only about 107 countries. Hmm. Now that number's up to 143 countries. Um, and you know, so there's 190 something countries, right? That kind of fluctuates. Yeah. And so basically you're saying except for kind of the West, they're pretty much, they, yeah. they face persecution in some way, shape or form. Um, you know, and so when you think about, uh, whether it's the Baker, you know, um, he is, um, I, I the, he, he was the one from, um, Colorado and, uh, it's, uh, he was a Christian Baker out there and, uh, he declined to bake a wedding cake for a homosexual couple who could have gone to a bakery down the street, uh, but they went to the state government to mandate him to make them a cake. And uh, the Supreme Court ultimately held that the Civil Rights Commission acted on a foundation of religious hostility on the part of the state, which was good, you know? I mean, and... Yeah, it was. It wasn't like a solid, like, "Hey, you know, you can't do this anymore." It was basically like, "Hey, find a better reason and don't sound yeah. so mean about it. Yeah. Maybe we'll consider." Yeah, you know. But uh, still, they upheld yeah. for him. But he had to go through a pretty expensive legal battle for that. Um, 
And again, there's another person now who is uh, asking for a birthday cake to celebrate a gender transition, and they're going to him to mm-hmm. you know. So I mean, again, these attacks is a form of persecution. They're coming against people of faith, and um, we need to be aware that you you know they could come for you you could be next um you know it's funny you sent me a a, a video the not too long ago uh, you texted me and you said they're coming for you doug <laughs> you know and the truth is if you follow jesus you're going to be persecuted and uh, i think we have felt immune to that uh but people are starting to realize that that immunity is no longer there um so, um, and, and the fickleness, uh, you know, of the, the crowd, quote unquote, which would lead to that, can, can, that can change at any moment as far as sentiments go. So, you know, if you are a business owner who has strong Christian values, I mean, that's a, I think I would say that would be, a, if I was, you know, a, a, a business owner, that would be a real concern for me. Um, <laughs> you know, my wife, she takes, uh, photos you know she she's doing uh starting her own photography business and uh you know i I think that's a concern for her you know just it's something that you have to think about that you know maybe even 10 years ago okay maybe 20 years ago you you didn't have to really think about it all well there was a a young lady named kim burrell who was a black gospel singer who who had a song i see a victory was on the soundtrack of hidden figures okay and um you know, Burrell uh, is not just a singer, but she's also speaks. And so she was speaking uh, and uh, passionately against homosexuality in her church. Well, apparently that word of that got out and she was supposed to appear on the Ellen DeGeneres show with Pharrell Williams mm. and um, who produced the soundtrack for the movie. Um, but DeGeneres uh, canceled her appearance because of the video that surfaced of her speaking against homosexuality. And, um, you know, then she was disinvited from the BMI trailblazers of gospel music award where she was to be honored. And all this because in her church, not out on a street corner in her church, somebody had recorded her speaking and it was so passionate, they put it out there on social media. She didn't. Somebody else did. And um, and notice the canceling didn't just come from, you know, the secular world. It came from the gospel. You know, that's gospel music. That's people who say that they're Christians. So her standing up for a biblical worldview, she got canceled from even the quote-unquote church in America. Yeah, and so uh, Pharrell Williams, who said she's a great singer— but there's no room for any kind of prejudice this year. And and so stop and think about what happened for a second. You know, if you're listening, it's now prejudiced when somebody who is uh, speaking about Jesus and speaking about God in their church, talking about behavior that the Bible condemns, um, and, and is bought into by Christians, true believers all over, um, is called prejudice. Yet it's not prejudice when other people shut that same person out for their belief. 
Isn't that, isn't that crazy? That's that's the double standard that's out there. Yeah, but uh, they're shameless and lacking scruples, so they'll never yeah, care about that. Well, right? she wasn't going on the Ellen show to preach. Yeah. She was going on there to sing. I'm just saying the people who do that, they don't care. They no. know what they're doing. No, they um, don't. All right, we will be back with more after the break. You are listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a ministry dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope and coming alongside those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's Word and share encouraging testimonies of transformed lives. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175. Crowns, welcome back to SWAT Radio. If you are just joining us, Thursday is generally the day that we have guests on, but that is going to be tomorrow, Friday, um, so make sure you turn in for that. But today we are having our Open Forum Friday where we just debrief on what we talked about this week and also just kind of what's going on in the news. So if you would like to join us in that discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask, A-S-K, at SWATradio.com. You know, just before the break, Doug, um, we were talking about, uh, you know, canceling and, you know, persecution for the Christian. And it, it got me thinking about what uh, what we can do at this moment, right? And I think it's important for us to, you know, be inspired by other people's boldness and, and be bold and speak the truth ourselves, but then also support those who who are speaking the truth and, and, um, and show, show that we stand behind them instead of just burying our head in the sand and privately saying, well, good job. But being, being vocal about it, I think is really important. Yeah. I think being vocal is and supporting these, um, these businesses that do take stands, like Mm -hmm. whether it's the baker out in Colorado or somebody here locally, like Sanadi's bakery, who, uh, has taken stands several times, and really gotten a lot of negative feedback mm-hmm. for standing up for Christian values. You know, I drove out of my way the other day just to go buy some donuts for my girls just to support them. Yeah. And of course, their donuts are great anyway. Their mm-hmm. their food is really good. Their cakes are great. But uh, I told I, I said, can I speak to the manager? 
And I said, I just want to encourage you that people notice what you do. And we're, we're grateful. We're standing with you. We've got to start standing together with each other to encourage one another. Um, and you know, you don't have to be militant. You can just, you, you want to stand and speak the truth and say, we're going to stand together. There's, there's this, uh, unifying solidarity of encouragement that comes when somebody comes up and says, well, it's like when I drove up by that street corner, this doctor standing out here is going to be our guest tomorrow. And I said, man, thank you for doing this. He goes, pull over. And so I pulled over and we start talking and he said, you know, that really encouraged him just the saying hey thanks for doing this because he's been going out there every day for lunch and he gets some positive feedback from cars but a lot of times there's negative feedback and but it doesn't matter he's not doing it for the feedback unlike instagram and facebook (laughs) he's doing it because it's the truth but people get almost conditioned by these social media things to to be quiet to not say things because you kind of just get tired. If you say things, you get lambasted. And so you just go, okay, I'm done. I'm not doing that anymore because people can say things through social media or through the internet that they would never say to your face. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they wouldn't, I mean, they don't have the guts to say that in a public way on somebody's face in somebody's face, but they'll go on the internet and they'll put that stuff out there. And, and so, um, we got to stand with these people and remember, that we are here to be a uh, a voice of truth, you know, be a voice of truth, be influenced by the word, be a proclaimer of the word, be a proclaimer of Jesus, and and don't see these obstacles as obstacles, but see them as opportunities for us to depend on God and to be His servants and sharing His good news out there. Yeah, and you, you know. You- talking about persecution and, and that uh, I think that that's something we definitely have to keep in mind uh, now is particularly with what's going on in the country. Um, and, you know, I, I have, you know, personal uh, relationships with people who are losing jobs because they religiously did not want to take the vaccine and uh, in part because of, you know, the aborted tissues that were used in the development of that and got denied by their, their work, uh, the places that they work. They said, Oh, that's not a real, religious exemption and you know that's that's a form of uh persecution as well that you're going to fire somebody for not doing that and not really standing with or you know uh, adhering to their religious uh reservations about things well again for us here in the united states it's almost kind of a, uh it, it's a uh, religious discrimination or bigotry that we see a lot of in our country which is not like the hardcore stuff, the physical violence that other countries see. Do you know, Taylor, that every month, according to Nana, Nina Shea of the Hudson Institute, that um, there's about 345 Christians killed every month in the world. And a hundred over 100 churches are either torn down or destroyed every month. That's that's crazy. I mean, think about that for a second. 340, let's just say over 300 every month. That's over 3,000 a year. You know, 3,600 a year. Almost 4,000 Christians killed. Did you have any idea that many Christians are being killed 
I didn't know the numbers. That's a lot of Christians, you know, and uh, and so they're dying. Why? Because they love Jesus and they want other people to know. We have freedom to tell people, and we need to take advantage of that. That's the point of what uh, the scattering that took place with the persecution was that people went to a place and and shared. Um, Oh. Carol? Yeah, it looks like we have a caller, Carol, from Orange Park. Carol, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing well. Uh, what What's your question? What's on your mind today? Well, thank you so much for the program and just letting people know what the Bible uh, says about sin and how we as Christians need to speak up and not be ashamed and apologize for truth. And um, I don't know if you're familiar with Ezekiel, the book of Ezekiel. I think it's in chapter 4 or 9. Um, it talks about how uh, God wanted uh, marks put on people that didn't even sigh uh, for the abomination that was mm. going on. Yes. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with no, that. No, yeah, yeah, I am. In fact, I th- didn't I mention that Monday or Tuesday? It might have been last or, week. Or last week. Yeah. It's in Ezekiel 9, where he, he nine, basically, four, t- yeah, uh-huh. he's in chapter 9, where he said, go put a mark on the foreheads of the men who sigh and yes. groan over all these abominations and that are committed in it. And, you know, that yes. what I said, Carol, is that we're the moaners. <laughs> we're the groaners. Yes. We're people yes. groaning over what's happening in our country right now. Well, it's far and few in between, and I said, if I'm the only one that's standing up speaking truth, I'm going to, because uh, I can't believe the way the world is today. Mm-hmm. I, and I do believe that our our world is being judged by the Lord with all the chaos, the wars, the diseases, because I think God is fed up yeah. with mankind like he was in the days of... Uh, Noah. I, I do believe that. And um, I'm going to continue to try to live my life for him and be a testimony, give out uh, gospel tracts, and um, just let people know Jesus still saved, Amen. but God is still going to judge the world because of sin, the mm. evil. And I, I hope if I were back in those days that I would have uh, received a mark because I want to sigh, I want to blush, I want to be angry at sin. Hey, Carol, you know what? I, I so appreciate your your heart. I I want to send you a book. I'm going to get Steve to write down your address. There's a book okay. by a guy named Erwin Lutzer, L U T Z E R, and uh-huh. it's a great book. It's called We Will Not Be Silenced. Responding courageously okay. to our courage, to responding, um, you know, to um, courageously to our culture's assault on Christianity, and and okay. it, it can be an indirect assault or it can be a direct assault, you know. And so, um, anyway, uh, listen, Carol. I also wanted to let you know. I don't know if you know about this, but. Um, SWAT for Women meets at the Salem Center every Wednesday at 10 o'clock. You ought to pop in there sometime. Okay. Well, thank you. 
you for letting me know that. I did not know that. Yeah, it just started a couple of weeks ago. We just started this, and uh, my wife, okay. Lori, leads that study, and it's just women getting together around the word who want to be uh, in community together around the word and stand strong. And so uh, it okay. meets right here at the Salem Center, 7235 Bentley Road, every Wednesday at 10 a.m. And uh, if you uh, send an email to Doug at SWAT Radio, uh, or okay. you can just uh, send it, yeah, just go to the SWATradio.com website and say, I want to know more. And you'll have to put your email in, and I'll send you all the information for it, okay? I appreciate that. Yeah, hang okay, on, hang on, hang on, and give Steve your address, and I'm going to send you that book. Okay, we will not be silenced. Uh, amen. And you keep up. You guys keep up speaking truth. All right, I, I will. Thanks, Carol. Yeah, you know, uh, it, we appreciate that call, and uh, just wanted to let you know that you're not alone, but continue to stand strong. And you know, I agree with her about uh, you know, look as we've talked about before, Romans one, um, you know, that God gives them over. Um, and I think that's where we're at, right? And I think definitely for our country, and if you look around the world, that it that is there too, and, and it's going to be incumbent on us Christians to stand strong and to uh, encourage each other like Carol just did. Yep, yep. Uh, well, Taylor, uh, tomorrow we got Ryan Jorgensen, Pastor Ryan Jor- Jorgensen from uh, Salvation Church, and we got a local OBGYN who is going to be sharing with us um, why he has become so outspoken about what's going on with the mandates in our country and speak from a medical background perspective. So I hope our listeners will join us tomorrow, and uh, we look forward to uh, having you back on tomorrow. Taylor, I won't see you till Monday. Yep, not till Monday. So make sure you tune in tomorrow, though. You've been listening to SWAT Radio. If you missed any of this program or would like to listen to past programs, please visit us at www.swatradio.com. That's www.swatradio.com. You can also download our SWAT app in the App Store. Join us weekdays at 3 o'clock for more SWAT Radio. We will see you then. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you have a great day. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT radio is strengthening spirit.